prepare for trouble. Make it double. We're going to fly over polar bears and see them and look at them and be with the polar bears. Yes. <laughs> no, we're not. Yes, we are. No, we're not. Everyone wants some magical solution for their problem, and everyone refuses to believe in magic. Two True Freaks presents Hope of All Trades, hosted by Hope Molnax, talking like a man and fangirling like a lady since 2010. Frighten people. Give me a Dalek any day. Hi everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of Hope of All Trades. My name is Hope Molinax, and we're going to be doing something a little different today. I'm not really going to be talking about anything fandom-y. I'm not going to be talking about TV shows or movies or comics or anime. I'm going to be talking about you, and I'm going to be talking about me. And this is a personal show. I've noticed a lot of people progressively becoming upset because it's February, and what's right around the corner in February is Valentine's Day! It's just one of those things that I have difficulty kind of dealing with as well. And it's okay to be upset because you're, you know, you're just like, oh, it's Valentine's Day. And I, I see people who are in relationships that are like, Valentine's Day? Why do we have to celebrate this? Because we're already in relationships. We love each other every day. But I want to focus on the people who are not in a relationship. I want to focus on the people who are, like me, single. Um, I wanted to write a long blog about it. But I'm actually, to announce this, am building a website. Uh, it's currently under construction and it's not going to be ready, I don't think, in time for Valentine's Day to write a blog to put this on. So, I decided to do it as a podcast. This is going to be my podcast about how to be single and happy. Because it, it is hard, alright? What makes me such an expert on this topic? Well, I've been single by choice for five years. I've always wanted a career first, and that's the most important goal to me right now. I've never really wanted to have babies, and I've watched both of my older sisters have babies and focus on motherhood first over their careers. And it's totally okay that they chose that path, which is one I highly respect. Like, people who make choices to be mothers over jobs, it's totally okay, because it's something that I could never do and I've never wanted to do. So kudos to the women up there who are housemakers, and, or housemakers, homemakers, and wives, and stay home with the kids, because that's just as good. And also kudos to the dads who do it too, man. Stay at home dads do not get enough credit, ever. But like I said, it's not for me. Five years is a long time, and if the right man or woman came into my life, then I would totally be okay with breaking my cold spell. But you know, it, it hasn't happened yet, and I'm okay with just focusing on my job and keeping busy and doing my thing like podcasting and going to cons and stuff so that's why i think i'm not like an expert but that's why i think i probably have a good choice of talking about this let's do this let's talk about being single for a second being single is not easy it sucks it's hard it's really hard and it's okay that it's hard because there's stability in relationships. You can have a shared income. You know, you have someone who has your back. They emotionally support you. And it's hard doing thing on everything on your own. Like, I buy my own food. I, I take care of myself. I pay all my own bills. I have to do it on my own. And you have to be your own strength. And sometimes it's really difficult to find your own strength. And to find your own voice and to pick yourself up. And it's okay to be on your own, though. And that's something I really want to stress through this entire podcast. It's totally okay to be on your own. 
I firmly believe that you have to know who you are when you're single before being in a relationship. If you don't know who you are, then how are you going to express yourself to another person? I have friends who define themselves by being in a relationship, and they believe that they're not whole without having like another person in your life. You should never define yourself by another person. There is only one you. You are special in this world, and just because you don't have someone with you, it doesn't make you like any less valuable. Even though if right now you don't know how you contribute to the world, it doesn't mean that you won't contribute to the world in the future, but it just takes patience and a lot of hard work. I'm sorry if you're hearing the rain in the background. It's like pouring down rain right now. So, sorry for background noise. Ah! It's easy to get into a funk during February. There are hearts everywhere, and people are going on dates, and your friends get engaged. Like, oh my god, like, when did I become old enough to actually get married? That's weird. And it's, like, so difficult to ignore, because I know, like, right now, since the moment of, like, mid-January, my job was like, we have to go into Valentine's Day mode. Let's do all the love stuff. Love! And it's so hard to ignore. But there are ways to get around this or, you know, celebrate this holiday in a unique way. All the tips I'm about to give you is tips that you can use at any time of the year, not just for this day. Loneliness can strike at any time of the year. And it's really detrimental to a person and it's incredibly, it's an incredibly hard hurdle to overcome. These tips are ones that you can use at any point of the year to overcome of your, your feelings of being alone and to help pick yourself up and keep going forward. So, I present... Hope's tip to being happy and single, especially with Valentine's Day. And if you could see my notes, especially with Valentine's Days in parentheses, but you can't see that right now. Number one, this is probably the hardest one to do, which is why I wanted to cover it first. All right, so listen up. Do not be down on yourself because things aren't going your way. Hardships are in our life to make us better, stronger people. Good times are there for us to celebrate life and love and our accomplishments and like the people around us. But the thing is, like, we would not cherish our good times without our bad times, and they have to balance each other out. First, try your hardest not to criticize yourself. It's so hard. Like, oh my god, not criticizing yourself is like one of the most difficult things to do, and I do it to myself all the time. We're our worst critics, guys. It's easy to get down on your flaws, and like to so much harder to cherish your strong points, because all we see is our flaws, and it's so hard to see past that. What should be done is to find constructive criticism in all the points in your life. For example, um, I know I'm not the best writer. <laughs> I, I am not the best writer. I'm very well aware of that. There's a reason I've been three freelance for three years and have made a grand whopping $3, and I'm hoping to change that soon. I have to know constructively what my strong and weak points in my writing is. My strongest point is writing dialogue, which I think comes from training in playwriting. That was my like really first core training for writing. I'm very aware of my weaknesses too. I am shit at writing inside a character's head. When I was doing taking a fiction class in college, I had a teacher tell me that my work read like a screenplay. It was dialogue and then action and then dialogue and action, and I couldn't like I never was in the character's head. And since then, since I know that's one of my flaws. I've been working on that in my writing. I've been studying novels that do it better, and I practice, and you have to practice. You have to practice, 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 practice. And you have to put work in improving on flaws. And there are flaws in everyone, and you will never get stronger if you do not work on them every single day. Work goes into it all the time, and you have to put forth an effort. And that, that includes, and this might get a little touchy, like some physical stuff too. Like, I am very well aware that I am not a knockout. 
my mom was talking to me about this and she reminded me of the movie My Big Fat Greek Wedding. And the main character in that movie actually took time to practice makeup and took time to like learn how to do her hair and how to dress. And it, I do the exact same thing. You have to practice putting on makeup. You have to practice wearing clothes and like what clothes work and doing research on like outfits that match and don't match. It's something you just have to take forth and put effort in. So while I might not look like a knockout, I sure as hell do clean up well, girl. Or boy, whoever's listening to this. Mm. But yeah, you have to take that time to work on your flaws. And there's some things about myself I know I'm never going to change. Like, I have really wide hips. Uh, I was born with them. It's not like when I lose weight, I can lose bone. <laughs> you don't lose bone. But, uh, you know, I make sure I pick outfits that accentuate my wide hips and don't make them look like the side of a barn. <laughs> so you just have to do that kind of research. So, and you have to work on your flaws. It's easy to get down on yourself when you focus on your flaws. So you have to also know how to pick yourself up. Take time to cherish inspiration and people who root for you. I have saved in my favorites little tabby thing of my bookmarks, Faustino Dabata's Sleepyhead's Facebook page. If you don't know who Faustino Dabata is, he plays Sleepy on Once Upon a Time. This man, oh my god, like he is fantastic. He has taken the time to private message me and talk to me one-on-one, -on -one, you know, on Facebook when I was having a bad day. And he goes out of his way to really make sure that he, his fans are okay. And he publishes almost every single day to his followers on his Facebook page. Inspirational quotes or posts or pictures to help push us forward. And when I'm down on myself, I will spend a good hour reading through his Facebook post or his tweets to make myself feel better. Because he, to me, is just such a source of pure inspiration and pure happiness. And you also have to remember the people who have cheered you on the past. I, I know that my, you know, when you hear it from friends and family and stuff like this is not downplaying the fact that friends and family sometimes like their words fall on deaf ears. I'm not saying that at all because I love, you know, hearing words of inspiration from them. There are sometimes when you get certain compliments, they really stick with you and you have to make sure you either write those down or remember it or somehow like make a little token or record yourself talking about it or something where you need to remember those moments. Like, a big one for me recently is when I went to Enchanticon, I met Keegan Connor Tracy for the second time and she remembered me and it was so much fun. Keegan Connor Tracy, Keegan's amazing, first and foremost. She's hilarious, she's smart, she's witty, and I absolutely adore Keegan. But we were talking and I said that I had a letter that I wrote to the cast and crew of Once Upon a Time and I wonder if that tea ever made it to Vancouver. I hope it did. But I, I mentioned there's a letter with it, and I said that my writing was dumb. This woman, this, like, tiny, like, petite, beautiful woman grabbed me, like, grabbed my arms. And she looked right me in the eyes and said, never get down on yourself. Never do that. And she, like, shook me. She was like, you never, ever, ever get down on yourself. And <laughs> she's strong for being so tiny. <laughs> kind of scared me. But... It was a moment that, like, it really stuck with me that this woman who, like, might as well was pretty much a stranger cared for my well-being. And it's one of those moments that just stuck with me. When I'm feeling down since then, I think about that. I, I think that somewhere out there, Keegan is rooting for me. And she, she is telling me to pick myself back up again. And you have to find those moments. But the best compliment, though, of my life that I ever got and it is the like one of the sole sources that I, I wrote down. I have it above my desk. I, I I always mention it. The best compliment I ever got in my life came from my friend Allison. We were watching The Devil Wears Prada. 
And if you've ever seen, if you haven't seen this movie, it's about Anne Hathaway, character, lady girl. And she starts working for this big fashion warehouse, like this big fashion house and for, for a fashion designer. And Helen Miriam, was it Helen Miriam? Or was it Meryl Streep? One of the great actresses of our time is playing like that, kind of like the bad guy and stuff like that. And she's like this snobby fashion person. Anyway, moving forward. And this movie is also Stanley Tucci. And his character has worked hard his entire life. And the entire movie, they're talking about how he's going to get this award to celebrate how his work is. And everyone's talking about it. He's already been picked for it. And you get to the scene where he's, they're all at the award ceremony. And the very last minute, I hope this isn't a spoiler. The very last minute, it's announced that Helen Miriam or Meryl Streep's character is the one that's going to get the award. And it was changed last minute, and Anne Hathaway's character is just appalled that this award didn't go to her hardworking friend. And Stanley Tucci looks at her and goes, you know what, it's okay. You know, I just have to keep working for it and keep moving forward. That's all I can do. And in that moment, when I was watching this movie with Allison, Allison looks right at me and goes, Hope, you are Stanley Tucci in this movie. And it was the best compliment that I have ever received in my life. And so what I did is I wrote it down. And when I when I get down I, on myself, I think about it and I look at it and I know out there that someone is rooting for me. You have to, when you're single, you have to find ways to cheer yourself up. And you have to find ways to pick yourself up and find those little moments to inspire yourself. Because if you're not inspiring yourself, then you have to find inspiration to help push yourself forward. And that goes to number two. Number two on my list of how to be happy and single is find ways to cheer yourself up when you're down. It, it could be something really silly. It could be something not so silly. I mean, something I do, if I'm having a bad day, I have a playlist of songs that I use, and they're like either A, my happy songs to make me happy, or B, my like, fuck off, I want to yell at the world, I'm going to blare some death metal, let's listen to some death clock, talk about blowing shit up. And then I release my emotions and I feel better. And I go back to listen, listening to Kesha or something. <laughs> yes, death metal to Kesha. Let's do this. And so, you know, I, I find those little things like music to help myself feel better. I also, you know, I have TV shows that I love. Like if I'm down, I'll watch Once Upon a Time or I will watch or I'll read comics. Like I recently sat down, was having a bad day and I sat down and I, I read Young Avengers because I really enjoy reading Young Avengers and... You have to find those little ways. Or I'll make myself a cup of tea. and Or ooh, my big one, though, I'm a total glutton. Like, I love food. I love food so much. So I'll splurge on food. And, and like, maybe I'll get a latte from Starbucks because I don't buy Starbucks a lot. And I, I buy Starbucks for two reasons. Either to make myself feel better or if I have made some sort of accomplishment, like where I, maybe I, I got a writing job or, you know, I finished a blog or put up a podcast or something like that, I'll buy Starbucks. You know, it's just something you have to reward yourself with, like, little things. And I also, or I'll grab sushi, or my personal favorite is getting Chipotle, because I swear to God, they put crack in that food. It's so good. But food is a great comfort to me. You have to find what comforts you to make yourself feel better. So whether it's a book or a television show or hanging out with friends, that's another great way. Like, I, I will go see my friends if I'm having a bad day. You know, you have to do these little things to help pick yourself up and feel better when you're down. Number three is a really big, important point. And I, I really want you to listen to this one. And whether you're single or in a relationship or not or, or anything, whoever you are listening to this, please listen, please like listen closely to this point. Do not compare yourself to other people. Don't ever, ever do that. 
you are the way you are for a reason. You can totally admire other people. You can practice their style. You can use them as inspiration. But do not say that they're better than you. No one person in this entire world is better than another person. We all contribute to this world. If we were all the same, this world would suck. It'd be so boring, guys. And I've discovered that everyone has their own personal demons to deal with. And sometimes it's hard to find how you contribute to this world. It's far, hard to find like what your voice is. You have to find your own voice, your own color. That's something that you must do. I see it with my artist friends all the time. And they, they tend to get down on themselves or get down about their work. And that's okay. You know, it's totally okay to feel bummed about stuff. We all have moments where we're unsure about our path or we're upset with ourselves or we're upset with how something goes. And it's totally normal to feel that way. But you can't dwell on it. And I have to say, like, one of the most shocking moments is when I got drinks with some of my actress friends one time. They are two of the most talented people I have ever known in my entire life. When I was getting drinks with them, I was saying how I wish I was them and I wanted to be pretty. And you know what? They revealed to me that, that they thought they were ugly, they had no future in acting, that they were fat, and they respected me. And let me tell you, these girls were not fat. They respected me for being who, comfortable with who I was. And it totally took me off guard because that's what I felt about. Like, that's what I felt about them, and I was comparing myself to them. I realized that everyone is down on themselves. It's a normal feeling, and it's okay to have it. Hell, even Benedict Cumberbatch and Tom Hiddleston have talked about how they don't like the way they look sometimes, and they, they've they been voted, like, the sexiest men alive, like, in the world. So just make sure that you never compare your talents, your look, your body, or personality to anybody else. That doesn't do anything. That's not productive. It's only going to hurt you. And it's so hard to not do that because I do it all the time like I mean oh my god I, I would give to be Scarlett Johansson I would <laughs> I would adore that woman is like six months older than me and making way more than I will ever make in my entire life but you know I, I I have to step back and know that I contribute my own things to this world like the podcast yay where you guys are listening to me Woo! so never compare yourself to other people and it's really hard to do but just try not to number four of how to be single and happy Find people who balance you. When I was in high school, I thought I had a good group of friends. But when my best friend broke up with a guy, the guy and I ended up liking each other. And before we did anything, I talked to my friend and I got her good graces. And she she told me it was totally okay to date him. And she really didn't mind. She really wished us the best in our relationship. But this little group of friends who I thought would support me... They, they abandoned me, and they called me terrible names like slut, and I was a whore suddenly, and they backstabbed me, and they left. They just left me alone. But what turned out is the little leader or leader in this, like, gaggle of friends turned out to be a conniving jerk face. <laughs> and she ended up backstabbing everybody. After a while, they all came back to me and apologized. And I, and I accepted it, but I made sure never again to get close to them. Because I cannot trust them. I did not want to be surrounded by people who were going to harm me. Especially harm me emotionally. If you don't trust them, then leave them. Be with people who will better you and lift you up. Real friends are the ones who take you to the hospital or they feed you when you're broke. They help you move when you lose your house to foreclosure. Or they'll they will listen to you at 4am when, when you call them like freaking out and crying. Those are the people that you need to keep close to you. Remember, people come into our lives and leave for a reason. It's what we learn from these people is what's important. Do not surround yourself around with people who are going to harm you emotionally. Be with people who make you happy and they balance you. And also, this might be really important, 
but be with people who are not afraid to give you constructive criticism. Oh man, my one of my best friends. We're the complete opposite, but we're really good at giving each other criticism, and we do it in a way that we don't hurt each other. She has no plot problem looking at my work and going, "Hope I read your new story, and this does not work." You know, it's a really weak plot point. It contrasts what's going on earlier, and she has no problem doing that. And we're still friends. You don't need to be with someone who's going to be like, "Hope this fucking sucks." You're the worst writer in the world. You need to stop. And you just need to take those people out of your life because they are not helping you. So find people who balance you. Number five of my awesome list, ladies and gentlemen, it's okay to cry. And it's okay to be upset. It's a completely natural reaction, and sometimes it's really needed. I know that when I'm overly stressed or upset, I just go to my room and I'll sob. Because crying is stress reliever. It's actually been proven that one reason women live longer than men is that they show their emotions more. My, my friend Andrew Slack did an essay that I can't find worth the life of me, and I tried forever and I can't find it. But he did an essay on this topic. He discussed that he hated that being quote-unquote manly, then pinting up emotions and feelings. Like, like why, why is not showing emotions make you like a stronger man? It raises men's stress level, and stress is a leading cause of heart attacks. Emotions, to me, is what makes us human. There's passion in anger, and there's relief in tears, and there's joy in laughter. Emotions are something that shouldn't be hidden away. If you're upset... Cry. If you're happy, laugh your ass off. If you're scared, it's okay to be shy and back out of things. Don't ever suppress how you really feel. But also don't forget to communicate how you feel. If you are scared and want to back out some out of something, you have to tell the person why. If you're angry, tell somebody why you're angry. If you're happy, share why you're happy. Like, you know, do not forget to share those emotions because it's you know, even if it's online, like, in a blog, like, I had an awesome day today, or, like, I'm feeling like shit. Like, blog about it. Somehow share those with another person. Going back to the point of this podcast, I cry about feeling single a lot, and it's okay, but it's more to release those emotions that would otherwise get me down. I don't like feeling down. I don't like feeling down about being single. I have too much important shit to do, like, start a career. I don't want to cry about being single, And but if I didn't do it, I would just wallow. I would just like wallow in self-pity instead of getting out, picking myself up, and moving forward. So it's okay to cry and it's okay to show emotions. And there's nothing wrong with that, you guys. So make sure you do share those with somebody. Uh, So far, most of these tips have been about being single. But I now want to apply these to the big Valentine's Day, the big V-Day. V-Day, that was very World War II. I guess it'd be V-E-Day? V-E-Day? Anyway. Tip number six. Now we're moving from being single to being single with Valentine's Day. You have to remember, it's just a day. It's just a day. It's not like it's freaking Christmas. You're not celebrating a religious holiday. To me, it's an optional holiday if you want. It's only a reminder to tell us to love people. I don't think that we should be reminded that that because I already love people all around me all the time. Like my family and my friends and my coworkers and hell, my cats. I love my cats. (laughs) They are so important to me. So I don't need a day to tell me to love them because regardless of having a specific day, I love them anyway. So don't get down about Valentine's Day because it could just be any other day. Like if it was not a holiday, it would just be February 14th. Just a day. Tip number seven. Go out on a date with other single friends. Who says you have to be with a boyfriend or a girlfriend? Like going out on friend dates are so much fun. It's, It's incredibly fun and it's time to celebrate being alive and loving life. 
And friendship to me is already one of the strongest relationships a person can have. Like, my best friends are my family. You know, they were there for me when my family couldn't be. Especially, and not saying that my family was just like, bah, we're going to ignore you. Like, when I was in college, I lived, like, two hours away from my family. So my friends took care of me, and I took care of them. We had each other's backs. Like, earlier when I was talking about going to the hospital and, like, friends taking me to the hospital, I did that in college, and she, my friends did it for me. I One time I had a really bad allergic reaction, and, like, three of my friends drove my ass to the ER just to make sure that I was okay. And I took another one of my friends when she had a seizure to the hospital. It's just what friends do. We feed each other, and those relationships to me are just as strong as family, and they should be celebrated, and they should be loved. So, like, go out on friend dates with other single friends. Number eight. If you want to indulge in Valentine's Day festivities, then go right ahead. Go buy some, like, Valentine's and make some presents for the people around you. Bring a smile to your coworkers, guys, because I know in retail we're, we hate life half the time. I totally plan on bringing little Valentine's to my coworkers. Send your parents a card. I'm 26 years old, and my mother still loves, like, handmade cards for me, and she goes gaga over them. She loves them so much. Give those, like, you know those, like, cute little Valentine's Day cards, like, at, when you go to the grocery store and they have, like, the Avengers or, like, My Little Pony or, like, some cartoons characters? Go buy those things, man. And then give them to your friends. They are so, like, really corny and silly, but I love them. Like, I love getting those for my friends and when my friends are just like, hey, you guys should have these things from, like, kindergarten to make you smile. You know, so if you really want to, like, indulge in Valentine's Day, go do stuff with your friends friends or family or coworkers because it's going to make them smile and it's going to make you feel better. And you know what? Number nine, this is just important. If you already, if everyone else around you already has plans for Valentine's Day, awesome! Then have no fear. Go out and pamper yourself, man. Buy yourself a little something that you normally wouldn't buy. Even if it's something small like chocolates or a book or something like that, you need to totally go get that done. A couple years back, I bought myself Sherlock Season 1 and a burrito, and it was the best Valentine's Day present I ever got because I knew exactly what I wanted, yeah. Another year, I got a manicure because I just wanted someone to, like, rub on my hands forever and then paint my nails and feel girly, and then I went to a bookstore and I got myself a latte and I, like, read for hours. It was another really good Valentine's Day. I really loved it. If you're tight on money, I totally understand that. So what you should do is do something a little cheap and, you know, maybe watch a movie or, or watch something on TV that you love. That, or, like, if you've DVR'd something recently and you haven't had a chance to watch it, watch it. You know, treat yourself on Valentine's Day. Go take a bath. Take a night away from work and just relax. Or, or go to bed early or sleep or take a nap. Or cook yourself something special. Like, there are ways that you can love yourself without going broke. And there is nothing wrong with loving yourself. And I highly suggest pampering yourself at any point in the year. You know, you need to reward yourself for accomplishments. You need to reward yourself when you get through a hard time. There is nothing wrong with saying, good job me, you did it, you got through this. And that's not just for Valentine's Day. You should give yourself little rewards and treats, like maybe after an exam, if you're still in school, I'm not in school. But when I was, whenever I took a big test or a big exam, I would buy myself a coffee or I would like get myself uh, lunch at the cafeteria that I would, you know, spend a little bit more money on. So you have to take time to tell yourself good job and to take care of yourself. Because if you cannot take care of yourself when you are in a relationship, how are you going to take care of somebody else when you can't take care of yourself? So there's nothing wrong with pampering yourself and saying good job and doing that regardless of it being Valentine's Day or normal day. Now, number 10. 
What if you completely want to forget about the day? Like, you just don't give a shit about Valentine's Day, you really don't care, you want to move on. That's totally okay, too. Do something completely opposite that day. I have a friend <laughs> who has a horror movie marathon on Valentine's Day and just watches, like, Saul and all these, like, bloody gory movies and, like, Freddy and, like, will just, like, watch people get massacred and for Valentine's Day. And it just makes him so happy. <laughs> like, that's totally his thing is, like, watching horror movies on Valentine's Day and totally more power to him, man. I, I adore him. He's so funny. I've also had a friend that one time went to an amusement park with some other friends and like they like, just screamed at the top of their lungs when they were on roller coasters. To be hypocritical to my last point, maybe Valentine's Day you can take some time to do some work, you know, and get work done. Focusing on your job or a project you haven't touched yet or something like that is a, is a perfectly okay solution to ignoring this holiday. You know, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be job focused. I'm very job focused to the point where I've been single for five years and it's totally okay with me and it's okay with people around me, you know. There's nothing wrong with focusing on jobs or ignoring this holiday and like watching horror movies. Like, it's totally okay. There's nothing wrong with being single, guys. It's so much fun. This is probably the most important point that I'm about to talk about before we get to uh, my last point. The most important point is point number 11. It's okay to not be in a relationship. A relationship doesn't define you or make you who you are. There is nothing wrong with you if you're single. And I'm going to say that again. There is nothing wrong with you if you're single. It means that you just haven't found the right person yet. Finding a person who balances you and compliments you takes a lot of time. You know, it's it's trial and error. I mean, I've been in some serious relationships that I thought were going to work, and then they didn't. And it's okay when relationships fail. It's part of life. And I always look at my parents. You know, I love my parents. And they're really strong, like, factors in my life. And I absolutely adore them. But when they were together, they, they weren't right for each other. And that's nothing against them. They're both really good people. But together, they were not right together. While their divorce hit me really hard, it was for the best. You know, it, it worked out for all parties. And I love my step family. Like, my step family on both, my, on both sides are amazing. I gained two sisters, two brothers, an awesome stepdad, an awesome stepmom on my dad's side, and a pair of awesome nieces to go with my already awesome family. It was amazing that I could accept people and like love them as my family as much as I did with my stepfamily. And I don't even call them like my stepbrothers or stepsisters. They're my brothers and my sisters. And I've only known them for like four years, but like we bonded and melded so fast. When I see my mom with my stepdad, she's almost 50. <laughs> she's going to hate me for saying that. She is 39. My mother has been 39 for like 10 years. Now my mom, my mom uh, just hit 50. She, when she married my stepfather, and she says all the time that he's her soulmate. And she didn't find him until she was 50. And that's so inspirational to me. I've never seen a happier couple and love can come from any person or any age, any gender, and it's beautiful in all forms. You know, you can be 21 and find your true love, or you can be 50 and find your true love. And just because you don't have it now, doesn't mean that you won't. You, it takes time to find it, and you will find it. What you do not need to do, do not do, is stop looking. Don't give up. Please don't ever give up on yourself. Please Never give up on yourself. If you hide yourself away and you don't try, you won't find that person. 
you know, I'm a very firm believer. Happiness does not fall in your lap. You have to make your own happiness. You have to go out there and find your own happiness. It's not going to fall in your lap. And when you're trying to find happiness, you get hurt. You get hurt a lot. But it's when you can learn from being hurt in trial and error that you see what true happiness is and you can pick yourself up and enjoy this moment so much more. And that goes back to like point whatever it was earlier in this podcast. It's trial and error and it's okay to make mistakes. The one thing you do not need to do is give up on yourself or hide yourself away because someone out there is waiting for you to be in their lives. They are waiting and they're hoping for you as much as you're hoping for them. And you will make them a better, stronger person and they will do the same for you. So please, 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 please don't ever give up on yourself and hide yourself away. Take it from me. You're going to find them one day and I know that one day I'm going to find that person for me. And it's it could be tomorrow, it could be 10 years from now, but you just cannot stop trying. So my very last point. So number 12, this is my very, very, very last point, and it's going to get a little mature. I suggest if the kids are in the car, this is a good time to turn off this podcast, because we're going to talk about the big SEX. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Yeah. And I might get a little explicit, so this is your last chance to turn this off. If, if you don't want to hear me talk about sex or anything like that, I'm not going to be like, giggle, giggle, sex, giggle, giggle. Like, I'm going to talk about it from a mature standpoint, but just in case you don't want to hear about it, I would turn this off right now. Ready? Last chance. Okay, so this is number 12. This, this is my last point. Not having sex really sucks. <laughs> it sucks. And it's probably one of the hardest parts about being single. I'm okay not having emotional support because I get emotional support from relationships like with my friends. And like if I'm having a down day, I will like call my sister or like my parents or something and feel better. The physical side of relationships is so hard. I choose not to have sex as well as not dating. And the biggest reason for that is I can't afford birth control on my paycheck. My paycheck does not pay me enough to have birth control monthly. So I just choose not to have sex. That goes back to that whole baby thing not being for me and it's totally okay. My friend one time wrote on his blog, I wish I had never had sex so I didn't know what I was missing. Oh my god, man, preach on. <laughs> preach on, dude. I feel you. I feel for you. There are a few ways to tackle the sex problem when you're single. And also, keep in mind, I just want to say you don't have to have sex if you're single. It's totally okay, but we'll get to that in a minute. These methods are okay on all fronts. I'm going to say now, if I get any feedback saying that these, messes, these methods I'm about to talk about are slutty, or they're wrong, or you know you don't agree with them, it's okay that you don't agree with them, but keep them to myself. I don't want to hear you say like, oh, I hope you're a slut for thinking about this, or the people that you're about to talk about are sluts for doing this. They will probably be deleted. This is my opinion on this matter, and if you have negative feedback, please keep it to yourself. I don't want to listen to it, and this is like the only time I will say that I don't want listener feedback, is if it's negative, and it's hateful, and it's hurtful. Have a good day. First thing I want to talk about, and this has worked for some of my friends in the past, is one-night stands. It's a good way to get your kicks. You feel better about yourself. You get to tell some funny-ass stories, because my god, my friend has some really funny stories to tell about one-night stands. This is a good way to get about this whole sex problem, and it's helped one of my really good friends get through a rough time, because she was able to have someone appreciate her for those few moments. One-night stands are, from what I can tell, are fun. I've never done them myself, but I have friends that have. I would have to say, if you're going to do one-night stands, there's some things that you need to be aware of. Make sure you take protection. 
STDs are real things and they're not a mythical creature that like lives inside health books to scare you. And it's totally okay to go out and have sex, you know? But just make sure you take the time to get to know the person you're with. I suggest getting set up through a friend or uh, that way, you know, your friend knows that person and it, you know, it can work a little bit better for you. Or if you meet a person online, really talk to this person. Like, I would say at least have a phone conversation before physically meeting them. Let someone know where you're going before you go. Stay in contact with people. And this might be a bit extreme, but take some pepper spray with you. If it doesn't feel right, then say no. You know, you can always back out. If it goes really, really south, and like this is like really serious, if it goes south and bad, do not be afraid to fight back. Don't be afraid to kick someone's ass and take names and like gouge eyes and like go for like smacking some private areas or in the face. Go for the face, guys. Face, eyes, grunt. That goes for you too, gentlemen. You know, it's the biggest fucking shame to me that guys don't have rape laws to protect men in most states. Like, that's just the biggest shame. You deserve rape laws as much as ladies, because I had a, a guy friend of mine who was raped, and he never got justice against this conniving bitch, because Georgia doesn't have a rape law to protect men. That's a big shame. So, like, just make sure, like, if it's going south, it's okay to push back and say no. Like, no means no. You can only say no. Just know that having sex doesn't make you an adult. Knowing to say that it's not right for you and backing out does make you an adult. So on the reverse side, knowing that your partner is saying no, it means stop. It means stop. If someone says no, stop. Stop. No means no. You say no, you don't do it. It's simple. But what should you do next? Like if you're on a white one night stand and your partner says no, what do you do next? Talk it out. Talk about how it was okay that it didn't happen. You know, sex should be organic. It's funny. It's silly. You know, like people make like weird noises. <laughs> you know, you might laugh. Someone might have a joke. I remember one time I was having sex and like my my uh, my boyfriend like let out the biggest fart and we just both died laughing. Like sex is organic. You know, it's natural. It should be fun and it should be passionate. Sex is human. It's how we make humans. You know, so like it's okay. That, you know, one night stands can be awkward. And it's okay that they might not work out. Just talk it out. It's totally okay. And, but if it does work out, awesome. If I'm, if you make a mistake during a one night stand, and when I'm talking about mistakes, I'm talking about mistakes that won't send you to jail, it's totally okay. My friend was just telling me how much fun she had, you know, to go out on the scene and to meet people. And she got to see all different kinds of people, different kinds of girths and lengths. And she got really a lot of experience. And that's totally okay. And that's a good way to deal with being single. One night stands are not my thing. The idea has never been appealing to me. It's kind of scary. Um, also, I'm a bit um, self-conscious. You might never believe that if you actually listen to my podcast, but I'm actually really self-conscious about how I look. So it's kind of scary to go out and be like, Hi, I'm at a bar and no one's picking me up, sad face. But I also personally believe that sexes should be with someone that I have connection to. And it's totally alright that people indulge in one night stands, but I'm going to take the opposite direction and say that masturbation is totally the way to go. It's completely natural to masturbate. Yes, men, girls do masturbate too. <laughs> I had a guy friend who didn't think girls masturbated or pooped or pooped for that matter. His exact words was that we farted out confetti. <laughs> so yes, men, girls and women do masturbate. Are we alive? Yes, we do. Anyway, whether you're a guy or a girl, masturbation is a completely natural thing to do. It's also okay if this is something that you do not want to do. You know, you need to be comfortable with your own body. If you choose to masturbate, awesome. If you choose not to masturbate, equally as awesome. You need to be comfortable in your own body, and it's your own choice. If you do go on this masturbation road, take the time and learn about your body. 
Find the areas that are sensitive and do some research on toys. Toys can be so much fun for both men and women. And while they are a little daunting to start with, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes with them. Certain ones can only go in certain places, and depending on how they're made, they might not go with certain lubricants. You might have an allergy to some of the materials, so you definitely want to take time and read up on things, you know? You don't want to accidentally hurt yourself while trying to pamper yourself and make yourself feel better. You know, this is just for me, but like maybe watch a little porn. There's nothing wrong with watching porn, and there's nothing wrong with not watching porn. It's not for everyone. For me, it's a good source to get ideas of what I like and I don't like, you know? And it's a good source of communication. Like, I was dating a guy one time, and I didn't know how to tell him how I wanted him to do something. And so I showed him a clip, and I was just like, that's what I want you to do for me. (laughs) And he was like, okay, I got it. It's a fun source to get some ideas. Totally not for everybody, but it, it works. If I can make a good suggestion of where to get some awesome ideas, there's a great web comment called Oh Joy Sex Toys, and I'll have a link in my show notes. This comic does a really good job reviewing sex toys for both men and women and how to use them, wh- whether you're single or in a relationship. And it's a really fun ra- read, man. And to gush about what my favorite part of this awesome comic is, is they feature all body types, they feature all races, genders, they have paraplegics, and they have every under like every combination under the, the sun of relationships on this webcomics. Because, you know, everyone deserves love, and that includes you. So, like, sex is a really hard kind of subject to tackle when you're single, but you just have to find your own way to deal with those urges. You know, everybody has urges, so just find what works for you and what's most comfortable. And sometimes, if that's not doing anything, if that's most comfortable for you, that's okay. If it's one night stand, okay. If it's masturbation, awesome. Like, you know, find what works for you when it comes to dealing with sex, because you deserve to love on yourself, with yourself, or with a partner, because everyone deserves that. Yeah, <laughs> that's my 12 steps of, like, how to be single and happy, you know. I I kind of do my own little thing, and I do it my own way, and I just hope this helps people to not be down on yourselves. Like, don't worry about Valentine's Day, guys. It's just a day. It, it is tough seeing people in relationships, and it's tough seeing people, you know, happy. You have to find your own happiness, guys, whether it's with a person or not with a person. So, yeah, <laughs> that's my weird little episode of Football Trades that I just hope that can help some of you guys out. And if you're in relationships, then use some of these tips too. I I try to make this to where it could go for anybody in relationships or not in relationships. So yeah, Um, as always, my name is Hope Molinax. (laughs) Thank you for listening to my weird little episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you have a good random February 14th. And I hope you take care of yourself, guys, whether you're together with someone or not. Please take care of yourself, guys, and remember that you are important, and I love you. Like, you know, I, I probably won't meet most of you in my lifetime, but I, I do love you, and I, I think you're special, and I think you contribute to this world, and I can't wait to see what beautiful things you do, because you're an awesome person, and I believe in you. If, if no one else does, I believe in you. Thank you for listening.
too glad.